Sup, bitch. <laughs> Sup, bitch. Oh, um, how uh, <laughs> was the how's the jingle coming? By the way, the jingle's coming. Well, I did something that I really liked that was sort of like classic Hollywood, like we talked about, but a little bit more yeah. noir. And then I don't know where mm-hmm. the fucking tracks went. I went to go put them on their own track so I could bounce it to you, and then they're gone. I checked the garbage. Oh. I checked every file. And it's a real sadness. But hopefully oh. I'll have one soon. Well, that sucks. Anyway, how, how are you? How's your week? Oh, my highs week and lows. is highs. Um, I'm going on a lot of dates, which is weird. Oh. I had a, so it started when I had I had a friend who thought she had cancer and she was in the hospital getting surgery to find out if she had cancer and she was supposed to be mm-hmm. in surgery for like 3 hours and I didn't know what to do with myself cuz I couldn't go to the hospital so I joined a dating app and like basically had someone <laughs> come and meet me to like have a glass of wine cuz I was just like I couldn't read I couldn't like go on Instagram or Twitter I was just like so anxious yeah. I was like I just I'm going to go on a date with this That's guy scary who, yeah, it was really scary. So halfway through the day, I get a text from my friend who's at the hospital being like, she's cancer-free, everything's great. And now I'm like crying tears of joy with this stranger that I met an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, you still here? Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, I don't need you anymore. And of course, he like really was into the whole thing. It was like kind of romantic for him, I think. And so he's texting me nonstop. But I realized it's like a great way to... Because I just moved to New York, you know, and I need new friends and things to do. So, like, now I'm taking advantage of this app situation. Like, I have no interest What's in... What's the app? Bumble. Bumble. Sponsor us, Bumble. We have... <laughs> Chelsea had a great experience. I did. Also... But I'm gaming the system because I don't really intend to necessarily follow through with all of this. I just... It's like, I'm bored. Uh, I'll just, like, have a guy come over and buy me some drinks. <laughs> I hope he listens to this. It sounds so romantic from your story. I like his the way you tell it. Yeah. Sounds so romantic. Also, he, side note, Yerba Mate, can you please also sponsor us? Because I am fully shaking right now from drinking one of one Yerba Mate. And I would love a little sponsorship moment so that I can do this every time. And while we're at it, um, Wolfer Estate Rose <laughs> Winery, can you please sponsor us? Because I Yeah, and you know, if we're just gonna make requests in general. I have a bunch. I have a list that I've been working on for a long time. We'll get to it later. Yeah, I do need a new mattress, Casper. Just throwing that out there. No, not Casper. Casper. Tough to Fuck needle. right off. Really? What's glitch with Casper? Um, look, I feel like a bed that comes in a box, I don't trust it. Hey, I just listen, don't. I don't have a Casper, but I have a tough to needle, and every person that's ever slept in my bed compliments me, and I sleep beautifully every night. So, tough to needle. Yeah, I slept in your bed once, and it was really nice. Anyway, how um, was your week? Uh, it's been good. I'm so so busy. Like I just finished. We just finished shooting that thing I was doing, and now I'm on another thing, and I'm just busy. Are you on another thing? That was quick. Did you know you were going to be on another thing? Um. Uh. Yes, I did, but I didn't know it was going to be this much this fast. So, is it with the same people? No, this is um a cousin Wonderlet thing. Oh, gotcha. That's fun. Um, yeah, so I've just been working. It's been good. And I guess there's, I don't really have any fun anecdotes from this week. Your date story kind of wins. I don't, my, I don't have any good ones to match. Although I did today, I had to go like 
talk to people in the neighborhood, like to tell them that we're going to be filming in their neighborhood. And this lady, I just needed her signature. And she was like, Oberst, did your family lived right around the corner from me growing up? And I was like, really? I don't think so. And she was like, yeah, they did. And she was like, hold on, um, come in for a second. And no. her house was full blown hoarder house. <laughs> I was like, I really just need a signature. I don't care about this. And she's like, no, no, no. It'll just take a second. And she's like, I just need to call my mom. And she's old. This lady was old. I was like, (laughs) your mom? Also, this lady smoked a million cigarettes a day in the house. Did you tell her that you were from Santa Cruz? Yeah. And she was like, no, no, no. Your family lived here. I knew some Obers that lived here. And I was like, no. I feel like your thing is always like Connor Oberst, like Bright Eyes. (laughs) Connor Oberst. Yeah, everyone's like sometimes people just say uh any relation i'll be like michael oberst and they're like oberst any relation but i, I like know who they're talking about and i'm like no <laughs> i mean that's a big no. it's so funny because probably relation actually honestly there's not that many oberst in general so like there probably is a relation and honestly this old woman who invited me into her hoarder house probably had i probably do have a relation but she fucking she straight up called her mom and was like um <laughs> uh, and her son was there like he was his her son was like a fixture on the couch and he was smoking a cigarette. It was like Ooh, was much like, like somebody in the movie oh, that we watched segue. this week. <laughs> Am I sensing a segue here? Uh, yeah. This week we're talking about true romance and like BP in true romance. The year is 1993. The movie is true romance. Please, Michael, tell me, how did you feel about this film? Okay. Um... I love, have you seen, first of all, have you seen this movie before? I had seen it before. I had seen it under the pressure of a boyfriend telling me that it was his favorite movie ever. Which boyfriend? I'm not sure. There's two boyfriends it could have been. And so (laughs) he forced me to watch it. Neither were memorable. Yeah, exactly. I stop. Hold on. My phone is ringing. What is the little moon thing for if not to mute? your phone isn't it supposed to make well it... if somebody if somebody calls you three, three times in a row it overrides the moon thing Ooh, should i call this person back no well i don't know like look I, at it i airplane moded it so fuck all oh you really shut the fuck up okay so i was forced to watch this movie i wasn't forced but i was was i watched it under the guise and pressure from a boyfriend and at the time who i wanted to impress so i was watching it through the angle of like i have to laugh when he laughs and like i have to be engaged so this was my first time watching it, you know, on my own. And I have yeah. a totally different perspective, which is that I genuinely love this movie. <laughs> it is yes. A, it is a great film. How have I never... I mean, I feel like people have told me to watch it in the past. Yeah. And for some reason, I'm just like, nah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I'm actually very glad that I did. Because I... Like, the aesthetic of this movie oh. is what... I love Stunning. it's like the the clothes, the amount of leopard print. I love leopard print and I want to incorporate it into my life. It's almost like the aesthetic vision of Thelma and Louise and Johnny Suede like had sex together. <laughs> do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, totally. I, I, I do see what you mean. Yeah, because he does have that. I mean, that cock of the walk, like kind of psycho, yeah. but also endearing. Yeah, I mean, what do you think him? about it? full-blown psycho psycho he killed somebody at the beginning like he just killed him killed <laughs> yeah. that dude killed a few dudes and he killed the, a few dudes and to he, impress his new wife Brandon. i know and that's what i really really it love works. about this movie is that like i know it is a true romance and the true romantic in me is like 
all about it. And I'm also about all. No. It's just, it's, you know what it is? Okay. It's a true Tarantino, like a good Tarantino in that you're not upset about the way he does it is that you're not upset about it being so over the top and unbelievable. Like you believe in his universe. And that's the other thing that I really like about this movie is that it's the beginning of his whole universe, even though he he just wrote it. Yeah, and in the th- and one of the things that I I also liked about this movie. This is just going to be us saying, "Here's what I liked about this movie." No, here's what I liked about this movie. <laughs> no, no, because I have okay. some comments. I definitely have some comments too. Um, no, what what I liked a lot, and like you'll hear this, my I'm going to say this in the future too, because we have more Tarantino movies that we're going to watch down the line. Mm-hmm. But I actually am often annoyed by Quentin Tarantino, like his the newer stuff, because he is so into himself it's like, like his, he's a parody of himself yeah point. exactly yeah. he's like there's always some random subtitles there's always chapters there's always he's able uh, to get away with it but this was just like this is yeah this is the first screenplay he ever wrote he it's the first screenplay he ever wrote um it was sold for fifty thousand dollars which is the which is the uh writer's guild minimum that mm-hmm. a script can be sold for mm-hmm. and it's directed by someone else and quentin tarantino never once visited set and tony scott I think had a better like if Quentin Tarantino had directed this, it would have been a lot more like Pulp Fiction, Messy, which is yeah. a good movie. I like Pulp Fiction, but like the thing that I liked about this is that it had all of the the cool, the good writing that Quentin Tarantino can do, and the coolness. Oh. Like I think Tarantino has something has a way of of making things like just seem cool. Definitely had. had, definitely had, but. but didn't have the annoying Quentin Tarantino things. It was just like cool, good directing, good writing, good movie. Like it just yeah. turned out good. I mean, the opening scene, I was I found myself smiling watching that opening scene, the way it's written and like the cadence of it, like the way he's talking about Elvis. The... Where he's like, I would fuck Elvis. Listen, I'm no fag, but I'd fuck oh Elvis. My god. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, I have an entire theory of well, not theory. I just I thought the same thing before. What that you'd fuck have Elvis? You ever, ha, yeah, have you ever thought that? Are you kidding me? Of course, he set the nation yeah. ablaze with his hunk of hunk of burning love, his hip swing. Did he? Yeah, yeah he, those damn hips. Um, there I was just, a generation of girls who like learned how to orgasm because of Elvis. Yeah, but I never got it. Like, I, I didn't. It didn't click with me for a really long time. You know why? Because he, because we unfortunately remember him by his last years of his life where he was like fat and a joke of himself but like early cool elvis when elvis was cool man he was so hot so cool yeah Yeah. he was but like but like also i think growing up i my grandpa was really into is still really into elvis Mm. and like i always associated him kind of as this like old like uncool like he's cool for old people and like that's not cool but then like when I was yeah, like, like eighteen, old or people something. in desert rats and Vegas, like he's very yes. chintzy. I lo- but now I love that aesthetic. But like growing up, but like I didn't growing up. But then I saw a video of him when I was eighteen. I don't know why I had never actually watched a video. I, I'd seen, like, I'd I'd seen him in in movies, but like, and I'd I'd seen pictures and I'd heard his music, but I never like watched a video of him performing. And then I did, and I was like, holy fuck, mm-hmm. I get it. Like I. I get it. I think I want to fuck Elvis now. Like, I never got it until I saw a video of him oh actually performing. Oh, my God. I'd fuck him in a heartbeat. But I mean, it's insane. But so that brings us to another point in the movie 
which is Val Kilmer, <laughs> who plays. <laughs> but you never really see him as you just kind of see. No, because they didn't want to get in legal battles with the El- with the Presley estate, so they call him the mentor. But he is Elvis. It's like he's Elvis. Yeah. It's so, it's kind of amazing too. I mean, okay, so then he after that part, then I also then they're in the movie theater, and. Ugh. Uh, Patricia Arquette comes in like a big old floozy, spills popcorn. And then, okay, here's the part that this is the only part that I really was like, okay, really? It was when she spilled the popcorn and he's like trying to watch this movie, which he obviously loves. And she's talking the entire time. <laughs> I would be like, bitch, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to watch. I agree. It was really annoying because she would ask him a question. She asked him a question about the movie and said, like, what is this movie about? And then as he's answering it, she interrupted him like three or four times. Yeah. Yeah. But it was exactly. And it was love at first sight, Michael. And so he didn't mind. Well, That's what I that's the only thing that was hard for me to get behind was that I was like, I mean, okay, Isn't that interesting, though, because that's the whole backbone of the entire movie is their like initial love. No, for me, it's just that there's no way there's no way you could fall in love with someone that quickly who is constantly interrupting you while you're trying to watch a movie that you love. I would be like, please shut up. And then afterward, they're like, God, I love that you love this movie. And I'm like, she didn't love the movie. Let me flip the script on this, okay? Let me just explain this away for no reason. Please do. Here's what I'm thinking. Okay, first of all, it was a triple feature. Who knows what number he was on. He's probably already seen this movie several times. Second of all, it's his birthday. He's lonely. He had already just asked out a girl. She didn't come. So he's like a dude who's alone on his birthday in a movie theater, movie number one, two, or three, maybe he's just like, oh my God, someone's talking to me. I'm not lonely anymore. And she's beautiful, you know? She's so beautiful like, and she's got some tickle bitties. Yeah, and he's like, interrupt away because your lips are astounding to me to watch move because I am in love <laughs> with you at first sight. Yeah, maybe. I'm just saying, there is a word. Yeah, I get, I, okay, yeah, I guess I have to just And going of- back to the first time I ever saw this movie, the things you do and the things you put up with when you're first dating someone or you like have a crush on someone like like I watched this movie and I was probably like laughing at you know I was I was definitely watching it you're trying to like it exactly and like oh god shit we do when we're first dating people and we're like that after six months of dating goes out the fucking window (laughs) <laughs> yeah where you're like look i'm not doing that anymore yeah <laughs> i set a bad precedent for you <laughs> <laughs> like we have some habits and we're gonna start to break them right now <laughs> exactly right we're getting house trained mm-hmm. um yeah okay well it's i mean it does i do also it's like the romantic in me Ugh. i can't help it i can't help but be like uh this is cute i love it i <laughs> want what they have yeah and the casting is really good and i couldn't help but think (laughs) if juliette lewis played this role which i read somewhere by the way i know she was she was going to play this role i am so fucking glad she didn't because it would make this movie unwatchable no because patricia arquette and her has this it's like she has the thing that juliette lewis was like trying to have at, yes. that, at that time, because Juliette Lewis was really young. And I feel like this is, should be called the We Hate Juliette Lewis podcast from now on, because every episode <laughs> we talk about how annoying she is. But no, but Patricia Arquette has that sort of like sex appeal and almost a little yeah. bit like puppy dog thing 
nailed it. And then Christian Slater is like, he was a sex symbol of the day. Like that was the peak of his career. 1993. He's kind of like a lizard though. He's a little bit of a lizard. <laughs> he's a lizard. What does that mean? Please explain. Uh, he's a lizard person. I don't know how else to explain that. It seems <laughs> you mean he looks clear. like a lizard? <laughs> he looks like a lizard. He talks like a lizard. He moves like a lizard. He's a lizard. I think he might be a lizard person. <laughs> Isn't there like a religious sect about the lizard people or something right now in the world? There is. Maybe. There's like a new lizard person religion. Look, that's, if, that's if really anyone great. knows about the lizard sect people, please <laughs> contact me and get me involved because yeah. I'm moving to LA and I want I need to get a new religion going. Yeah. That's yeah. part of Mom and the one friend who's made it this far to me on my <laughs> Yeah. Mom, listen. <laughs> um uh, yeah. Also the other person who was considered for the role. Drew Barrymore, I think mm-hmm. she might have done a really good job. That's what she he really wanted. He really, really wanted her. I read somewhere that he had like pictures of her in dresses up, like, and he would like push them up next to Patricia Arquette and like hold up a picture of Drew Barrymore while she was on break. Barrymore would have done great in that role. Oh yeah, but I don't know. She's a little bit too bubbly. I liked the the grittiness yeah, of Patricia Arquette, like the dirtiness of her, a little bit. Like I, it's believable to me that yeah. she. That she was an escort. Whereas Drew Barrymore, I don't really... I mean, I think she would have been great. At least aesthetically. I think that was a time, too, when Drew Barrymore was really trashy. Like, I think she was falling apart in, the, in like, the early 90s. Drew Barrymore, right? And she was younger, younger too. I think she was, like... Yeah, I think this is when... She was, like, a it girl. Like, she was, like, a club kid, I think. Right, and she was having... She was in all the tabloids at the time. Yeah. And she was just busy. Um, yeah, but th- I mean, this movie's like stacked with great casting. Samuel L. Jackson, which is kind of cool to see Samuel L. Jackson sort of coming up while this is while Brad Pitt's everyone, James Gandolfini, and well, Christopher Walken had like already won an Academy Award at this point. But oh my god, Christopher Walken's that scene, so good. That scene, Quentin Tarantino is quoted as saying it's the best scene he ever wrote. You know, the all right. Sicilian thing. Address, yeah, the Sicilian thing. We need yeah. to talk about it. Yeah, go for it. Shoot. Is it problematic? Yes. It's hugely problematic. Is it problematic? That, I mean, obviously, yes. But I mean, like, is... You mean us enjoying it? Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, Quentin Tarantino always feels the need to write so many N-word scenes into all of his movies, and it's a yeah. little bit exhausting. Yeah. And but at the same time like that scene, the acting in that scene is so good. The way that those two the body yeah. language to have and the way oh that it's shot. God. It's so good. Well, those two men are some of the best act like they're some of the best actors ever. Like the two of them are considered some of the finest actors that there are. I think that the way that it's written and the way that they bounce off of each other, it's just it's just like a joy to watch. It's almost like the context. It's, so good. it's almost like even though it is problematic, and I agree with you about Tarantino and his use of the N word and his use of like, you know, obvious things that are going to make you uncomfortable. If you think yeah. about watching this movie in the theaters in 1993, though, it's like no one knows his tropes yet. Nobody knows who he no, is. No, yeah, exactly. And and they're in Detroit, and we're talking mob bosses. Like, it is, it is, I think, probably pretty realistic. Insofar as the movie is realistic, which, obviously. 
Well, and the, the point of the scene is that he was trying to say something so inflammatory that he would just kill him. Like he didn't he didn't want to like he didn't want to get tortured and he didn't want to give up his son. And he knew that he wasn't really going to probably wasn't going to come out of this alive. So he was like, I'm just going to say something incredibly crazy and offensive. Mm. To, but the thing is, he was saying something offensive and the offensive thing was comparing him to a black person, which that it's shouldn't tough. be as offensive as it was. Not <laughs> but comparing, but saying he, that he is. Yeah, exactly. No, you're right. So, but like, it's just the way. But it that was more about like, him taunting uh, him in any way. It's less about what he was saying, I think, and more about him being like, okay, you're going to die. I'm going to like fuck with you. I'm going to basically spit on you and give you no respect. And the way that he, that Christopher Walken is laughing. Yeah. Oh, just fucking great scene. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I'll, uh, the, some of the lines of that were improv. I mean, Gandalfine, like when they, like I wrote down in my notes, like when they walked, when that, when that scene started, I like forgot that Christopher Walken was in this and I forgot that James Gandolfini is in this. And I was like, Oh, I love them. And they I both know. are so good. It's yeah. just like, ugh, it's crazy. So good. Um, oh my God. James Gandolfini's whole fucking, um, his whole thing. That scene is so, I mean, talk about the hotel scene with Patricia Arquette. Talk about things that make you uncomfortable. Like, it is rare to see a woman being beat up in movies yeah. across the uh, board. And Tarantino is it that has rare? never shied away from it. I think it's rare. I mean, I, I just mean like... Maybe I just watch a lot of like kind of fucked well, up no, movies. Men are in fights more in general in movies than women are. Yeah, 21 men died in this movie and all of them were killed by gunshot. Was he killed? By, oh, he was killed by gunshots eventually after like being burnt. Everybody was. Yeah. Every single person that yeah. died, died by gunshots. Yeah. Um, with no abandon. No. It's just, it's kind of like that Thelma and Louise thing of like, it's so like unbelievable and sad and over the top that it's a joy to, it's a joy to watch 30 people get killed at once. <laughs> I and know. Like, Even though you know it's coming, I'm still yeah. like I'm still like I'm excited for but it. But you don't. And it's also you don't know. You I, don't know that they're all gonna die. I guess you don't know. No. Yeah. yeah. You, you're not like you don't know. But like some. But I kind of know because it's like it happens a lot in movies where like everybody dies, and so like. But did you know that he was gonna live, and that they were gonna live happily no. ever after? No, I did not. And and but when when the shooting starts, I'm like, you know, it's like a sixty forty chance that everybody is going to die. And I'm okay with it, and I still love it. Like it's still fun to watch. And mm. it, didn't that happen in California? Kind of. No. Well, yeah, kind of. A lot of people died. What was the other movie we watched where like everybody died? <laughs> Which movie was it? Um, gosh, we've seen a lot of movies. I know we're really cooking now. Look at us go. We're what is this episode? Seven. Seven. We've seen eight movies. Seven. Yeah. Wow. Um, but I did. Speaking of California, though, did you notice that their wedding rings was the same ring that Brad Pitt stole from his landlord in California? The horseshoe ring. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same ring, and I was like, "Wow!" In true romance. In true romance, their wedding rings are yeah. Um, the uh, the thing you put on a horse foot, a horseshoe. Yeah, horseshoe. A horseshoe, a hor- diamond horseshoe. Yeah. It's the same ring that Brad Pitt wears um, in California after he kills his landlord. He cuts the finger off and keeps the ring. 
same ring. Is it's like? Do you mean it's the same prop too? Like they took it from the? California oh no no no, no 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 no! I just mean. Oh. I'm trying to find common themes here, and okay. So I think I already said this today, but I've been drinking wine all episode, so forgive me. I've been you've been drinking wine. I've been drinking yerba mate. So we're on two different levels, but it's working. I had also had a matcha latte, and then I had a wine. So I'm having a real. I'm like really middling <laughs> right now. I don't know the energy <laughs> level. Um, but anyway, what I was going to say is that, oh, fuck, I don't know what I was going to say. So, it's something that you already said. It's Ugh. fully it's fully gone. God damn it. Um, She'll come back. Okay. She always comes back. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, often, you're going to repeat it several times. Um, so then Brad Pitt comes on the screen. And I have that thought that I always have when Brad Pitt is starring in a leading role. I'm like, oh, yeah, Brad Pitt's in this movie. Yeah, I know. And that was what was so great, too, because we're watching this on our mission. It's a part of our mission. And then you're like, oh, wait, I'm enjoying this movie so much that you're like, oh, (laughs) yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, hey, Brad. Hey, old friend. Well, I got to say, yeah, yeah. It's like, ah, there he is. (laughs) Now we're here. Here we go. Well, here's – but, like, you know what? I think that – I think this is – like another one of his roles that pushes his acting abilities to the next level because so much of this role yeah go on sorry go ahead no no no. okay no i'll go yeah Yeah. you know what i'll go um (laughs) (laughs) so much so much of this role is um is like his like he he owned the role and he really showed his comedy chops which we haven't seen his comedy we kind of did in thelma louise but like this is his comedy abilities he was improving most of his lines mm-hmm. it was his idea to make him a stoner mm-hmm. like he was like i i guess he, i saw somewhere that he was talking to tony scott and tony scott and he was like why um why does this guy give up his friends just like so quickly all the time he's like it seems like it would be it would work better if like maybe he was a stoner who was like always on the couch and tony scott was like yeah do whatever you want and so brad pitt just like kind of did that to the character so it sort of made sense for like the people ask questions and He'd be like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, so I'm over there or whatever. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like he took it and he was like, "It's you know what it is, Michael? Our, our boy Brad has a little bit more confidence than he did when we started eight, he does. eight at movies ago. And he's just like, now he's getting taken seriously. This movie was released yeah. one week after California. One week. Really? Yes. California came out on September 3rd and this came out on September 10th. And you know what about this movie is I was looking at the um, ye old box office mojo and this movie had a pretty decent opening. I mean, it was number three the opening week. It it was number three in all of the U.S. during its opening weekend. It grossed like $12 million. Yeah, it um, broke even. It, it just about broke even. It came in a little bit under budget. Well, that's not bad. I no, mean, it's, it's great. For I wait, is this an indie movie? I forget. Is it? It was a twelve million dollar, um, I think. But is it indie? Like, was it part of a studio? I know yeah, there's actually yeah, some really was, interesting stuff. Yeah, it was. So it was Harvey Weinstein. It was Paramount. It was Paramount, but it was uh, who was it? It was it was someone else before that, and um. Fuck, I forget who it was. The the other studio that had it. There was a I think it was maybe Warner Brothers. It was Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers was originally going to make this movie and then 
Yes, yes, yes. This is a great tidbit. There was. Yeah. Did you see this? Did you see this too? Yeah, yeah. Tell it, tell it. Okay. Well, Warner Brothers was going to make this movie. And then um, Weinstein said that he wanted Steve Buscemi to play Clarence because he thought that Christian Slater was too attractive. Which So he wanted Christian Slater, but Christian Slater was too attractive, which an argument could be made for that. Totally. Um, but Steve Buscemi's way too far on the other end of the spectrum. Can't we find like a... Yeah, no, he, he is. But think about how he looked in um, Reservoir Dogs, which was mm. 1990 after. It was like shortly after. Right. Yeah. So, so he looked... I mean, he still looked like a freak, but he looked younger and he just looked like a weird looking skinny guy. He didn't look like how he looks like now where you're like, um, is that guy okay? <laughs> no, but I think that I think that Clarence... I mean, I see what you're saying and you're right about this. And it's a great tidbit. I, I well, obviously, I really liked how good looking Christian Slater was. Oh, he did such a good job. As oh my Clarence. gosh! I think he was a great cast. It was yeah. perfect. But I, I, the movie would have been more Tarantino like mm-hmm. if um, Buscemi was Clarence and like played him as kind of like this wiry weirdo. Because then it wouldn't be like this crazy romantic guy. He would be more like a weird kind of like almost unhinged guy who is like doing all these crazy things for a girl who's like not to be mean, but a little out of his league. You know what I mean? Is she, she's a fucking call girl, but Buscemi to fall in love with Buscemi. Oh, you mean like physically speaking? I mean, physically, like complete, but like, I don't know, maybe not, but like it would just, he would have played the character differently and it, it it would have made kind of all of their, um, reason for doing things seem a little bit different. It would just have changed – it sort of would have changed the the feeling and the vibe because with these two beautiful people, Christian Slater and Patricia Arquette, it's like they're beautiful. Everything that they do seems sexy and everything that they do is cool. But with Buscemi, it would have just been more Tarantino-like and a little funkier. Still right. great. It would have been more like a life gone off the rails as opposed to this like sweeping romantic Exactly. Thing. This like, yeah. like crazy, just like trusting whatever like – instinct we have and just going with whatever we want to do kind of bullshit um but that's what i loved about this movie is that i mean that's i mean it's in the title that that romantic that like that whimsy of these psychos the whimsy of the psychos which is the same kind of thing as thelma and louise and uh also the same kind of thing as california she's this like romanticized whimsical crazy people (laughs) <laughs> is that i guess i wonder is that like a thing that people needed in the 90s like it is seems, that something is that what people's minds me. were yeah because there was because also, also kind of in johnny johnny suede it was sort of that yeah. too but like a little bit different it wasn't a road movie but it was similar yeah it was it was similar in that like yeah exactly i think that people did want that in the 90s i think that was like a, a staple of what was going on at least in terms of brad pitt movies but um there's also voiceover in this movie, which has yeah. been in all of our movies. Like, well, it's kind of voiceover. It's like a it's Elvis talking. No, she talks in the beginning and she talks at the end. She goes, "Remember the day when I could ever blah blah blah." Oh, blah. that's right, 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 right. Well, yeah. yeah, they did that, and then also um, the Natural Born Killers like thing. Natural Born Killers was it. This movie and Natural Born Killers were the same movie at one time. Yeah. And then, you know, stepped in and was like, no, these are two different movies. And he like split them up. And 
<laughs> Juliette Lewis was cast for Natural Born Killers. Um, Fucking bitch. So not going to watch that. <laughs> uh, and then this movie is um, better, even though I haven't seen Natural Born Killers. I'm just going to go ahead and say this movie is better. Um, so, got, yeah. It's oh. got our boy in it. And it's got our boy in it. Anyway, so Weinstein wanted Buscemi to play Clarence, um, bringing it back to 45 minutes ago when I started. <laughs> yeah. um, wanted Buscemi to play Clarence, and he did not. Uh, the, the studio, Warner Brothers, was like, oh, hell no. And so they just straight up fired Weinstein. Um, and Good. Then he went, I wish he would have stayed fired. No, instead he got himself a Tarantino and was like, let's go. We're going to go have our own birthday party. And... Mm-hmm. Um, they went to, I guess, whatever the other place was. What? Who was it? I Where it did was, they go again? I thought it was Paramount, but I don't know. I don't. Oh, no, Warner Brothers! It's still Warner Brothers. I thought that That's he would never wanted to work with Warner Brothers again. I think after this he didn't. Well, he after this for sure he partnered with Tarantino, and that's when they made he he made um uh Reservoir Dogs. well like a bunch of Tarantino movies. He made Reservoir Dogs. He also made Pulp Fiction. Um, Weinstein was working with Tarantino for a long time. Yeah. Um, oh, and they're just both so creeples. Not nobody's as creepy oh, and as well. fucked up as Weinstein. And Tarantino is, you know, is famous creep for, city. Yeah, but he's like famous for being creep city. And now Harvey Weinstein. I mean, it's like, ugh, that's a whole different. We could go down a real dirty. yeah. Let's look, let's let's veer away from this conversation. It's a nightmare. Yeah, it just it bums me out because it's like I love this movie so much, yeah. and it like makes me think like, oh no, are the people who made this movie were their intentions like creepy as fuck? Like, did they have a very creepy outlook on this movie? And like, do I like this because I'm like identifying with their creepy ass minds, or like, is it just because it aged well and it? Oh, it's an age old story. In- yeah, it's an age old story. Bummer. I, no, I think that, I mean, this is a good, it is a good movie. It's satisfying to watch. It's entertaining the whole time. It's got a happy ending. It's got two attractive yeah. people who have great chemistry. The writing, regardless of the intention, the writing is amazing. It is a great script. Yeah. Um, oh, such, it's so well done. And I think that, I think that it, the writing is is it plays more subtly than it would be if Tarantino directed it. I think Tony Scott I think you're right. is a better director for this movie because in a movie like Pulp Fiction, which I'm comparing it a lot to Pulp Fiction because it has the same kind of aesthetic. You know what I mean? It, it feels like similar in a lot of ways. And I think um, – but I think Pulp Fiction is much more – Reservoir does like, Pulp Fiction. In the way that, that – yeah, well, in the way that like Shakespeare has like iambic pentameter where mm-hmm. it's got like a rhythm to it. Yeah. Fiction kind of has like a Tarantino's own brand of rhythm, yeah. whereas this doesn't quite have that same. Obnoxious well, he didn't have his hands all over it; he just wrote it. That's why. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I think and that's, it's, that's, but makes that's it yeah. I think it's really cool. It's almost like a scent of Tarantino. It's not like he peed all over it. It's just like you get a little whiff, and then that's great because it brings that whimsy. It brings that like little bit of gratuity that we like, but also you're not like pummeled over the head with Tarantino, who. Okay, I've had this conversation a million times about Tarantino, and he's very po- problematic in a lot of ways. I like like all of his movies, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so, like, oh, I'm, same. I'm one of those people that's like, I know, but... The other thing that I really think added to this movie was the soundtrack. 
the Hans Zimmer soundtrack. Oh my God, I was going to say it that. It bounces us through the whole thing and it's just like, that score is it's like... It's such a good soundtrack. You know, when people are getting shot and you're hearing that like, boop, 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 like the bouncy music, it's great. Yeah, the soundtrack is very good. Should we listen to a little bit of the theme right now? Do you have it up? Yeah, I can put it up. Yeah, let's do that. so good isn't it it's so good and you know what i am currently following the true romance original motion picture soundtrack on spotify and i'm going to listen to it later because when i want to feel cool yeah and i love that line you're so cool it's (gasps) oh you know what because i love the way he sets that up where she's sitting on the beach and she's like i kept saying those three words over and you're thinking it's gonna say i love you right or at least I yeah. did. I was like, I love you, I love you, I love you. And then she goes, you're so cool, you're so cool, you're so cool. And I, yes, oh, full body chills. Just like, yes. I love that I believe in their love. Any other fucking movie where two dumbass strangers get married after one day of knowing each and other. And they, they say, yeah, and then the magic words that she can't wait to say are, I love you. It's like, yawn, please. Yeah. Oh Let me go gosh. take a nap in the dumpster. Jesus. And the... Ugh. You're so cool has such a better ring to it, and it's like yeah. got this. It's there's something romantic about it. It's like weirdly romantic to say because that about someone of, you love. I think maybe again, I'm going to go deeper into this than I need to. Because yeah, let's do it. I'll tell you why. Because I think that he's crazy, and we see crazy, and she sees cool, and that denotes her crazy. And it's just like two kooks found each other in this maddening world, even though yes, they're size size, you know. yes and like uh, and like i think that yeah i just think that that i just think i hate juliette lewis and i hate (laughs) (laughs) and i think about how she would have played it and she would have fucking ruined it and i'm glad she didn't do it i have to say though also having only watched brad pitt movies like I, i don't have enough time in my life to watch multiple movies a week you know so like i've only been watching brad pitt movies so this has been a nice breath of fresh air that it's not a brad pitt movie he's just in it and we're doing it for the mission but like everything on the internet's like brad pitt improvised all of his lines and it's like he had three lines (laughs) in which he needed to tell people where they were you know yeah um yeah, his but his okay, but okay. That said, let's not discredit Brad Pitt improvis- improvising his lines. No, I loved him in this movie. He was so he was so he was funny in it, which is something that I'm so glad that we finally get to see. Oh. And I think it's going to lead to him in um, uh, what's it called? The one Burn After Reading. I've never seen Burn After Reading. Oh, you'll you're in for a treat because yeah, he's funny. It's the same kind of thing where he's like, it's like Brad Pitt being funny and like. He's, he's just great. I just love to see our boy getting out there with confidence, playing that fucking stoner in L.A. too. That's the other thing about this movie is that it takes place in L.A. and all up in my neighborhood that I grew up in. In fact, the mm-hmm. movie in Detroit is the Vista Theater in Silver Lake, which is down the street from your new house. <laughs> <laughs> from my new house, which is furnished, I just discovered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um yeah so uh, okay 
I just love I love a movie about California in the '90s because, you know, I grew up in California in the '90s. Yeah, totally. And it's just like I was, I was a little chicken girl. It's just romantic, yeah. <laughs> a little chicken girl. And I was just born. <laughs> now I'm finally part of this world. What month of the year were you born in 1993? February. Okay, so you're almost one year old. You're like nine Kinda. months old. You're nine months old when this movie comes out. Yeah, nine months old. Um, so I, I don't think I watched, I might've watched this. I think actually I did. My parents own this movie. I think I just never watched it. Um, I wish I could remember which boyfriend it was who will tell all your boyfriends to listen to this. There's only then... two that it could be that I would have like given enough to spend two hours watching a movie for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, ask those two to do it or just text those two and be like, yeah. now I can text one them. of them. <laughs> Well, that'll eliminate. Like, you only really need to talk to one of them. Yeah, but still it's an ex. And, you know, whatever. Anyways. Anywho. Yeah, anyways. Let's bring it back to Bradley. Okay, let's bring it back to Bradley. I love the line... What? (laughs) Sorry, go. Go, 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 go. Um, (laughs) What? He said to me? I gotta tell you, I'm starving right now. And that (laughs) caffeine is making me feel like a crazy person <laughs> Look, um, i wish that we could do a video podcast one time so that your energy is totally different i can't wait to cut this yeah well i feel crazy um also the line- listeners okay. sorry <laughs> listeners listener right now <laughs> okay listener it's 5 p.m on a saturday normally we do well five for me two for you normally we do afternoons on sundays so our whole this is a wonky tonk piano of a schedule. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, so everything's everything's different. So forgive us, listener. Yeah. What do you think our listener's name is? Brad? Brad Pitt? <laughs> <laughs> what Brad. if we have what if we have one listener and it's William Bradley Pitt? <laughs> and he just loves to hear us talk about him. In the condescending way in which we talk about him. I don't think him. he does. And how we'd always call him our boy, like he, like we have some sort of, <laughs> like we raised like him. Boy. Yeah, he is our boy. I'm really. St- Here's the thing, I was worried a couple episodes ago that I was gonna get sick of him, but now I'm just like I love him like family. Starting to like him more. I know. I think we, we felt that way when he was with Juliet Goddamn Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's true. Remember, remember in the movie when he. Um, Offered a bong rip to the whole mafia, and they, <laughs> uh, they were like, "No, dude." <laughs> he was like, "Cool." <laughs> yeah. Okay. Love that part. He totally improvised that part. What'd you say? Sorry, you cut out. That's all. Just that I love. I love. I want my own honey bear pot bong thing. I can do that for you, easily. Last one. Um, I could do that for you. One... You can make a glass honey bear? Yeah. Also, you have so many resources because you are a Mythbuster. What, am I going to ask Adam Savage to please make me a bong? And... <laughs> He'd love to. He probably would. It'd just be a weird ask. No, what you do is you eBay the glass bear and then you have um, Tori or Aaron make it for you. A little hole in the glass. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it wouldn't be that hard. Oh my god! When I first started working on MythBusters, I made them. I made our builder build me everything. 
You never met him. He's the one I boned. <laughs> <laughs> I've really been talking about my sex life a lot in this episode. Somebody <laughs> fuck Chelsea, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want Hi, to Mom. I want to do ratings now. Okay, great. We're at 48 minutes, so I think it's a great time to rate. Okay. Uh, Are we, have we wrapped up the movie? I feel like there's a lot more to say about this movie, but I think I feel it good is. About I, it. I mean, I feel pretty good about it. We talked a lot about Brad. We talked about how the aesthetic is my life, is what I want my life to be. Yeah. I'm going to come home to my apartment <laughs> a year from now. It's all going to be fucking cheetah print and gold lame. Yes, please. <laughs> I give Brad Pitt's performance 10. A 9. Yeah. It's a tough one because while I appreciate that I know he put a lot of effort into this, like he was quoted as saying that he really thought about it and researched it. I just know a lot of stoners and I think he could have done better. No way. So really? A seven? Yeah. Are you kidding? It was a little over the top. It was a little over the top. Yeah. It was a little bit of a joke of itself. I get it, but like there wasn't that many stoner things out at the time. Yeah, I actually read, this is funny, that James Franco was inspired for his role in Pineapple Express by Brad Pitt's role in Oh, that movie. is, that's a good tidbit. That actually bumps his score up to an eight. Well, and, I mean... But it was such a minimum role. I mean, what no, is this it's an important role. We we gave this much thought and rate and effort into rating him and Thelma and Louise, which was also uh, a small role. But it had it was an important part. The the only way that the the mafia Ooh. would have never found the rest of those guys if it wasn't for Brad Pitt and his big stupid high mouth. Mm-hmm. And yeah, okay. You know what? I'm gonna stick with no, my seven. No, go back to eight. We got a long way. All right, fine, fine. You you can yeah, have your rate. You get an, he gets an eight. To me, he gets a nine. I don't think he gets a ten only because of what you said. Or maybe it's a little bit over the top. But also, it's just he's funny, and it really shows he's got he's got flex. He's showing the judges versatility. I need to point out to our listener right now that you are glowing from your head to your toe. <laughs> the smile on I'm your shaking. face when you're talking about Brad Pitt is just really you love him so much. So I love the love is. Yeah. It's starting to become like Yeah. It's getting it's evolving for I was me. It's to, really me too. I was talking to my friend today who listened to the first episode. Or he started to listen to the first episode and then he was <laughs> and then he called me and he was like, Why would I listen to a, po- a podcast about people who don't really like Brad Pitt talk about Brad Pitt? Because our first thing is like, listen, we're not Brad Pitt fans. He's like, I don't get it. <laughs> and I told him, I was like, dude, uh turns out I do love Brad Pitt. <laughs> Yeah, and it's growing. Guess what? Like a relationship, and how? Re- what a relief that is! Like, what if we really hated him? We couldn't. We still can't. We'll never oh. stop this podcast until it's over. Well, it might be. It might be like a relationship. Right now, we're in that like that like true two romance. to three months. We're it's in a true romance. Early- <laughs> oh, well, this movie was romantic, so it's easy to. I think we're in that yeah. part of a relationship where it's like two or three months in, you can like n- it's like nonstop fucking. Yeah, and. You love each, you're just like obsessed with each other. And there was a minute there where we were like, uh oh, is the sex good? Is the sex bad? And now the sex is great. And you're like, okay, we're you fine. Know? Yeah, this is going to work fine. And then it's like we get to, you know, once we get to like the six months period, we're going to be like, look, Brad Pitt, all your little fucking That's... gimmicks aren't working for me anymore. You're going to need to put in some effort to make this work. I think we've already touched on this in this, in this episode. We've already touched on the fact that when you're we're in a relationship, there. like, 
in the beginning, it's all great. But their relationship grows. Yeah. And they have a baby that is like an old baby who is her actual son in real life. The end of the movie. The end of the movie. Ooh, <laughs> I was like, I had Brad Pitt's about, baby. Oh, oh, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. We haven't covered in this episode his his love life because he's in between girlfriends and it's 1993 and 1993 is boring. But like yeah. down the line, we've got him adopting seven kids. <laughs> so yeah. that's we've got that to look forward to. <laughs> or he births three kids and adopts four or something. Anyway. Yeah. Um so you gave him a nine for his acting. I'm gonna I'll give him an eight for you, but in my heart it's a seven. What about his hair? I love his long hair. Ugh, it's dreamy. I'm gonna give it and I think I thought he looked I love him in long he's hair. He's truly I I think I that's the, the reason I love this whole movie with him for him, it's because he's really showing the judge's versatility. That's truly it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like And you know that Rasta hat he's wearing? The Rasta hat he's wearing, he found yeah. on Venice Boulevard and cleaned it no. and wore it for the part. Ugh. He went to Venice Beach. He committed. He committed. I mean, I found a pair of sunglasses. Well, I bought them, but I, on Venice Beach, and I still have them. I love them. I get complimented on them all the time. They're the best. Venice Beach has some gems. I got a tattoo on Venice Beach once, drunkenly during the day. It says thwack on my foot. So that's never going anywhere. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Yeah. Super cool. <laughs> <laughs> Things we picked up on Venice Beach, possibly hepatitis that day. Who knows? Anyway. Um, okay, so his hair. I give him a um, uh, eight and a half. An eight. eight and a half. I'm going to give, give him a solid eight. I'm going to give him an eight and a half because we are starting to get into the days of Brad Pitt in pop culture where he rocks that blonde, blonde hair. Surfer, yeah. It's we're going to get, we're about to get into. Fucking interview with the vampire and Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. Well, we do have next week. We have a yeah. guest on our podcast. We're watching the movie The Favor. <gasps> Who's our guest? Is it our guest already? Yeah, it's time for our guest. Our guest is going to be. Well, should I say who our guest is going to no, be? No, let's finish our ratings. Let's finish our ratings. Okay, our <gasps> ratings. Um, I'm going to give the my overall rating for the movie a nine. Only knocked down one star because of the use of the N-word bugs me. But, like, yeah. the aesthetic of the movie, I fucking love the whole movie. Like, I, I can't believe I haven't seen this before. And I'm so glad that I was forced to watch it because of oh, this I'm podcast. so glad. That's so great. I love that. That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to give it – I really liked it. I really do genuinely like it. I would tell people to watch it if they haven't seen it. Yeah. I'm going to give it an – it's going to match the hair. It's going to be an eight and a half for me. Because there's movies that I like on a 10 level where I'm like, that I know we're going to get to. This is an ama- yeah. this is an amazing film. It's a great fucking movie. And I'm it's really so glad that we watched it. Yeah. Yes. And I think it's, I don't want to say it's forgotten because it's not because it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. But like, Quentin Tarantino fans have seen it. Movie nerds have seen it. People who are older than like 35 or 40 have seen yeah. it because it was like, they were kind of aware when it came out. But I like. People who love this movie love this movie like it's people's favorite people movie of all anyone time who's seen it yeah. yeah definitely it's in people's tops yeah i think people who've seen it mostly like it i think it's it gets generally good good um rece- reception by people who've seen it and a lot of people who've seen it love it it's just like it's a good movie and it just is like it um i mean the movie that won the oscar that year was schindler's list and this movie um uh, was it even nominated for anything no way can't be yeah but like now a movie like this 
Uh, maybe it wouldn't. This movie like this wouldn't be made now because the thing about this movie is that it was the beginning of the Tarantino-style uh, Reservoir Dogs-esque kind of movies. Cool yeah, yeah, Pulp Fiction. Like Tarantino, love him or hate him, he defined a genre of film. That he, you know, yeah. took from other genres. So, like, a movie like this couldn't be made now because it's, it would just be inauthentic. It would just be a ripoff. Um, right. But this movie was, like, felt so original. Mm-hmm. And, like... And still, It should be nominated That's what's really cool. Yeah. I'm sorry. I keep cutting you off. Um, that's what's really cool about this movie is that it's not dated at all. It was made in 1993, and it you could watch it, like, now. But it's, it's dated, but in a good way. It's dated like this movie is 90s, but in like, like it's like Tarantino knew ahead of time yeah. all of the shit that was cool. Yeah, it aged really well. Well, forever. Yeah, yeah. It, it all aged very well, like well, a fine cheese. A perfect a person like you, right, who's born in that year, who's young, is like, um, who enjoys it this much. You know, it's like that's a great. I yeah. think people our age or your age, people I know. St- kind of shy away from watching <laughs> older movies. You're older. Yeah, you know what? Fuck your <laughs> dick off of your mouth and kill it. Okay? Oh. You know Mom? what? I'm older, but I'm wiser and prettier. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And horny, but apparently. S- Somebody fucked up, please. <laughs> no, I'm not horny. But I do have a date tonight and a date tomorrow. I'm taking advantage <laughs> of the Bumble situation. I'm like... You just not? like bumbling right along. Yeah, because I'm in a new city. Anyway, that's whatever. Speaking of things that are dated and have probably not aged well, uh, the favor, what we're watching next week. The favor is what we're watching next, and it is we're going to have a special guest. It has Bill Pullman in it, who I love. Is he dead? He's yeah. dead, right? Yeah, he died not that long ago. Yeah, maybe like a year ago. Um, and Brad Pitt wears glasses. So I'm excited for that. Ooh. We don't have, we've never seen him in glasses before, have we? No, haven't. And that will be our ninth Brad Pitt movie. We are just chugging along like little choo-choo trains, huh? Yeah, we are chugging right along. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week.